has inflammatory, you mean how, like, all the fucking cowards in DC Jesus who voted to acquit Trump? Jesus Christ. Don't even get me fucking started. And then McConnell turned around immediately after and was condemning Trump for everything that he did and that he did incite the riot. Yep. But the only reason why McConnell didn't vote to acquit, allegedly, is because it would be illegal outside of January. But he wouldn't let the Senate convene in January. But you fucking know that bastard would do it if it was not a Republican. Yeah, if that had been Obama. Just like he was like, oh. It wouldn't have even gotten oh, that far. Obama, you shouldn't choose a chief or you shouldn't choose a Supreme Court justice because you might be leaving or you are leaving. But when Donald Trump came in, he's like, hurry up, get that motherfucker in here. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Exactly. And like the thing that was even more fucked up about that was like RBG's will requested that they not fill the Senate yep. seat or the um, the justice seat in the event of her death if it happened during like the last six months of a election year or whatever. Like how rude. Yeah. Just a huge pile of donkey shit, Mitch McConnell. Well, and like the thing, and I've seen it said on other places too, is like the precedent that this is setting that just like the last month of a presidency is just senior skip day. Do whatever the fuck you want. It's the last week before summer. Mm -hmm. No one cares anymore. You can't get in trouble. What are they going to do to you? What are they going to do? Suspend you? Yeah. Like for the last week of your senior year. Like, come on, this isn't high school here. This is literally a fucking country. Yeah, like, what a dangerous precedent to set. Anyway, welcome (laughs) to The Strange and Unusual. (laughs) Where we discuss the strange and unusual and the political climate of the United States. Hi, welcome. Welcome to our liberal agenda. (laughs) fuck off if you don't like it this is episode 57 of our series seeking out the weird the unexplained and the devious from around the world i'm and Mariah, I'm casey and today's episode we are talking turkey hell yeah the country that is to recycle a joke from last uh, week's episode uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> i feel like you know sometimes i laugh like that and i feel like when's the last time you watched the disney robin hood with the foxes and the Oh, I love the Disney I always feel It's been a while, but it's so good. I, well, first of all, I want to say I always make Jackson is like Prince John. Mimi. That, that's Jackson. <laughs> but also, whenever I laugh like that, I always feel like when he goes, aha, aha. I recently um, rediscovered my love of Oodalali. Nope. Such a good opening song. Oh, shit. <laughs> AJ will sometimes just, like, instead of doing, like, a harumph and, like, falling or, like, he's being left out of big size, he'll go, who lolly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, oh, man, we are dating ourselves by doing that. <laughs> so what are you talking about today, Casey? Oh, you know, just the hell mouth. Oh, like from Buffy? Yeah, but Greek slash Roman. So aren't we talking about turkey okay <laughs> oh. oh you know they got it <laughs> yeah where else i was fair. talking about some other place and i ended up talking about the fucking romans <laughs> well i mean it's like you can't talk about 
just about anywhere through that area without like the Ottomans having like, yep, and then the Ottomans invaded and took it over for a couple hundred yep. years. And then, uh, <laughs> yep. yep, just talking about hell. No big deal. Well, I am talking about Darren Kuyu, which I'm probably butchering, mm. um, which is a massive underground city that was discovered not too terribly long oh, ago. Oh, wow. My thing was sort of not too terribly long ago, except for that it was ancient, you know. Yeah, I mean, mine was mine is also ancient, but it was rediscovered. Yeah, that's... that's. I'm going to pause for a minute because something is making a lot of noise on my thing, and I want you to be able to uh, bust it out, if you know what I mean. Well, anyway, how uh, how dark are we talking here? Oh, mine's not that dark at okay, all. Okay, I'll go first. Mine's more of like history with some some uh, spice at the Don't end. Don't come for me. <laughs> oh, now somebody's taking the shower too. Hooray! All the noise. Uh, so there's one in Eleusis built by Pisestros. I think I'm saying that right. Sorry, sorry, Greek. Nailed it. Pisistratos. I don't know. Uh, but that was in the 6th century BC. One was on a hill between Trellis and Nysa. One was at Lake Avernus in Italy. Another was at Acara. And one was at... And one was at the... Uh, why is that? The, the Phrygian city of Hierapolis, gifted to Rome by Eumenes II. And I had the best time trying to learn how to pronounce that name, by the way, because I was like, is that name Eumenes? Is his name Eumenes? Like, Eumenes. Eumenes. Menes. Eumenes. Eumenes. That's it. Anyway, what a nice gift. You know, a city with a hell gate. Here you go, Rome. For you. From me, a king. <laughs> there are few historical facts known about the city's origin. That is now present day Pamukkale. Turkey, FYI, it's the southwestern region of the Denizli province. We are going to fuck up this episode with language. We're going back to Iceland in language, I think. Apologies, everybody. <laughs> but uh, so that is that area. Um, what is known is that there was a temple to Apollo built around the 7th century BC, which later became the center of the city of Hierapolis. Uh, a thermal spa was founded from the natural hot springs there in the 2nd century BC. As part of the Roman province of Asia Minor, Hierapolis uh, prospered and did quite well, but fuck history. You got enough of me with that last week. So, you're here for the Hellgate. I'll tell you about the Hellgate. I wish I had more for you, uh, but this research turned up surprisingly little despite my initial boom of, here's all the stuff about the Hellgate. Those are always really disappointing. You're like, yeah, look at all this shit about the Hellgate. It's the same five articles. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I wish I I had that happen. I was I was looking into a um like a legend monster legend in Turkey mm. and I was like, Oh, this sounds good and then I opened like six tabs and it was all awesome. the same article or like you'll find something and it's just like Wikipedia copied and pasted yep. into and I'm like of course I went to Wikipedia first. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, so I ended up going to Wikipedia and then going, let me look at your sources, you know? Where did yeah. you get this shit from? Uh, but still not a whole lot, just because it is a fairly recent um, rediscovery, as we mentioned earlier. So, uh, a Cluotonion, 
which I want to mention in some of these articles, they called it plutonium, like the chemical. And I was like, did you get autocorrected or is that real Time magazine? Because everywhere else I've read it's fluotonian. Plutonium is a saint. Uh, Try that again. A plutonium. Fluotonion is a sanctuary dedicated to Hades, a.k.a. Plutone, a.k.a. Pluto. Mm -hmm. So it's a representative space as an entrance to the underworld. Big surprise. People died there. (laughs) A Plutonian in Hierapolis uh, was called Pluto's Gate, essentially. Um, It likely founded around one... 90 BC, under the rule of aforementioned king of Pergamum, Eumenes uh, II. The site features a small enclosed space, about three square meters, with a roof, um, and just enough room for to fit a people, you know, to fit a person inside and stairs leading downward. The ancient geographer slash philosopher slash historian, because that's how they do, Strabo, <laughs> saw this gate that went to the underworld and wrote of his experience. <clears throat> he said. This space is full of vapor, so misty and dense that one can scarcely see the ground. Any animal that passes inside meets instant death. Wow. I threw sparrows, and they immediately breathed their last and fell. Jeez, poor old birds. Cool story, bro. Killing birds. Just trying to be birds, and you're out here murdering them. This dense, sharp-smelling gas was death to any that encountered it, and was so largely believed... Oh, I'm sorry. And so it was largely believed that this was the breath of Hades himself, or also, perhaps, some sweet Cerberus puppy breath. I think it's interesting that, like, the mix-up that so many people even, like... Yeah, I don't know, even a long time ago, like, that Hades wasn't the god of Mm. death... He was the god of the dead, and Thanatos is the god of death, and, like, Hades is, like, the god of wealth. But (laughs) uh, that was a part of this, and and they get it, well, I'll talk about it now, because the idea of minerals being underground in the underworld, that's why he was believed to be the god of wealth, which I thought was interesting, um, considering we haven't had that, we haven't had that episode yet, the death god. Yeah. Coming soon to a podcast called strange and unusual near you <laughs> oh where was i cerberus that cute little sweet guy so more than a gate to hell it was also revered by a uh, cult of sybil so there were a bunch of eunuch priests called the Gali, and they would you know how you do they would ascend into the portal of hades and uh they would basically just hold their breath and then they'd come back up and be like look we survived <laughs> They would take animals in with them with ropes attached and hold their breath. And then they would leave the animals inside that died. And then they'd be out of the temple or the of, of the hell gate. And they'd pull the ropes and pull the corpse back out. And like there would be crowds of people. Like there was a small theater built around this place so that people could just watch. People wanted to see the Man, miracles. I am so happy to not have been alive. Right. Or if you believe in, like, past lives or whatever, to not remember the horror that it must have been to be alive during the Greek and Roman (laughs) rule. Yeah, uh, there was even, I think Strabo was the one who wrote that the the priests would sometimes hold their breath for so long that when they they got out, they would basically be like, (gasps) (gasps) 
Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Dude, bro, maybe don't go to the death cave. <laughs> well, they have to appease the god. These, oh, I gotta tell you what I read about these fucking weirdos. So the Gali, they would castrate themselves. March uh-huh. 24th was like the blood day. They would dance and they would sing and they would uh, beat themselves, literally flog themselves raw and castrate themselves for, Sounds like a for, good time. for you know, for fun. And then they would feast and rest. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they would need like, to rest you, after that. You guys are fucking nuts. I can't imagine eating after that, Yeah, though. like, oh, I just cut my, my balls off. I'm hungry. And flogged yourself. Hey. apologies to those listening because i am really tired and you're getting me a little punchy right now but enjoy enjoy this so these priests were out there performing their quote miracles unquote (laughs) or as or as ryan bergara would say uh performing their quote miracles unquote (laughs) i have a bad unsolved voice uh they would also (laughs) sell birds and small animals to ye olde tourists so that they could see for themselves just how deadly the breath of Pluto really was. Please adopt this adorable animal and throw it into the death hole. Thanks. Yeah. There was an oracle there also uh, who would even answer questions for the visitors. For a fee, of course. Because this is how they made their money, obviously. Selling small animals yeah. and telling telling stories of visions and actually the visions uh gen genuinely i want to say quote unquote genuinely um happened because if you were to be around this cave entrance but not directly inside the gas could cause hallucinations i was about to say that's probably why everyone was like hell yeah fucking rules (laughs) they're getting high uh, so it functioned, this this uh, area functioned as a temple until the 4th century AD with Constantine's bullshit. That's what I wrote. Constantine's bullshit. <laughs> However, it wasn't until the 6th century that it was actually totally bricked up and destroyed. The arrival of Christianity saw a significant decrease in sacrificial rituals. Surprise! The Christians ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> so the temple was... Episode 57... Christians ruined everything. <laughs> the temple was vandalized, bricked up, and destroyed by men, and then also further ruined by earthquakes. That'll be important later. I, I need to amend that title. Yeah. Episode 57, The Christians and Men Ruin Everything. <laughs> I don't think you need to amend it. I think those are the same thing. <laughs> so, where was I? Sacred Hot Springs temples talked about that sorry now i'm reading off the paper and it's not typed out nicely anymore <laughs> so uh i tell i i did not mean to say italian <laughs> italian archaeologists led by uh francesco d'andrea he's the professor of classical uh archaeology at the university of salento impressive francesco um he and his his archaeology pals, they rediscovered the site in 2013. During this excavation, the archaeologists even noted birds flying too close to the cave and dropping dead. So that's fun. <laughs> so this wasn't actually reported until February of 2018, which I thought was interesting. But I guess it takes that long to kind of figure out what you're looking at. These are ruins. Yeah. Oh, they're those ruins. Well, yeah, and like different areas of the world... 
will have those weird, like, suddenly all of the birds are dead. Yeah. Like, just, I can't remember. It's happened in the US. It's happened in Russia a couple of times. And there's, like, not really an explanation that we've been able, that we've been told yet, at least. But just for massive bird deaths happening in just, like, certain areas. Uh, Using a portable gas analyzer, Hardy fans a volcano biologist, which, by the way, sounds like the coolest fucking job ever. Uh, he led his own team of scientists to investigate the vapors in the cave. Fissures in the cave emitted a volcanic carbon dioxide from levels of 4% to 53% at the mouth of the cave, and over 90% inside. To put that in perspective, our atmosphere has 0.039%. That's all fucking right. So... Even the four percent is a yes. lot. Yes, uh, ten percent uh, carbon. Di- sorry, ten percent carbon dioxide can suffocate a human in ten minutes. Or sorry, wow. in thirty minutes. Ten percent, thirty minutes. So yes, four percent is still a lot. Um. Uh. So yeah, leading to the starvation of oxygen. The lower uh to the cave floor, the more concentrated the carbon dioxide is because carbon dioxide weighs more than air. And so you think about. Uh, the priests leading animals in, they have their nose to the ground, they're going to get more carbon dioxide more immediately. And that's also why, um, like, CO2 leaks in your home are usually deadly in the basement. If you didn't know that, watch out for your basement. Don't have a leak in your basement. Uh, So all this was figured out because of the hot springs in the area. As I mentioned, there were hot springs. They were thought to have healing properties. And so they built this whole fucking city and, you know, all that. Uh, Turns out, deathly. Bad gas. Volcanic. In fact, Greeks, Greek, Greece sits on the intersection of three separate tectonic plates. So it's no fucking surprise that they found some sort of mythical coincidence or uh, significance in like all of these natural disasters or events like earthquakes and volcanoes and other such things, which we've talked about before in our gods episodes of, of course, they find a reason to make this make sense to them they didn't know how to deal with thunderstorms but yeah like how how do you explain these things like uh, you know even like explaining something so biological like death or childbirth Mm -hmm. or things like that like how does this work we don't know it must be a god like it must be something we aren't supposed to understand uh but yeah the um the thera volcanoes are speculated to have been the uh, significant event that inspired the myth oh, wow. of the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah, uh, that's kind of. <laughs> I thought we were going to stop doing that. <laughs> Atlantis is going to need to be. Yeah, for sure. Another episode. We should do a Fives episode of just uh, like. Not today. A, yeah, like huge lost cities. Lost cities. Like notable lost cities. Pompeii. I don't know. Pom- we know where Pompeii, Pompeii is Pompeii. and like what happened for the most part. Yeah, but. <laughs> that's fair. but it was lost but i feel like there's one um there's one in off the coast of japan or in like the by china um that happened when one of the tsunamis was going and someone in like a high-rise building all the water receded oh, back bad. and someone in this high-rise was like yeah there was like a whole last city like when the water pulled back and i Yikes. think that they were exploring that but I'd have to look into it more. I might be talking out of my ass. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last time. <laughs> nope, not at all. 
<laughs> okay. So in right, 1963, thing. a man in Nevashir province, Turkey, was doing some routine home renovation, knocking down a wall when he made a startling discovery. Directly behind that wall was a room he had never seen before. This accidental discovery would lead to the exploration and excavation of the underground city of Derinkuyu. So, according to the uh, Turkey Department of Culture, this city dates to the 8th to 7th centuries BCE. So, a long-ass time ago. While it is... Mm -hmm. Actually, about the same time as these (laughs) Greeks and Romans were up in there. Yeah. Um, While it is not necessarily the largest or the oldest underground city to be discovered in modern day Turkey, it holds the record so far for the deepest. Six underground cities have been found in Turkey at the time, like what I could find. Um, But most of those are only a couple of stories underground, which is still pretty impressive. However, the excavation of Dereniku is still incomplete. But the archaeologists are estimating that there could be 18 or more subterranean levels. Yeah. Okay. So eight That's floors several. have been discovered so far that we're able to like explore and get to um, with a depth so far of mm-hmm. 280 feet underground. Yeah, Whoa. that's really deep. That's a lot. <laughs> that's that's a lot more than I was expecting so, um, from something that ancient. It also has the unique quality of being discovered in more modern times for a safer and more aware exploration and excavation. So people understand better now how to handle mm-hmm. these relics and we have more capable tools to do things safely. Um, it is believed mm-hmm. that the city could once hold... 200,000 people. Or not 200,000. Sorry. Let me redo that. 20,000 people. Which is which is still oh, I was like holy shit. <laughs> That's still I mean, yes. a, lot of, still a people. lot of people. Like but... I want to say the population of the city I live in is like 36,000. Like that's almost the population of my city or my town, whatever. There is yeah, the town I grew up in only has fifteen hundred people. <laughs> that's like several of them. There my is town some belief in. that initially the underground city was intended to be a safeguard against invading forces. Yeah. Like when it was seen Greeks that invaders Roman. were approaching, the surface would be completely evacuated to the underground city. There they would be able to seal the entrances to the city from the inside with large stone doors. So these doors could only Ooh. be opened from the inside. They only had a way. Basically, they're like big circle rocks that have been carved. And on one side, they had a hole Mm -hmm. drilled in that only went to a certain depth in the rock. And they would just put a big stick in it. And then a bunch of people would push it to seal it. Is it ye olde chain door lock? Kinda. (laughs) But that way, like, someone on the other side, like, the best you have to do this is to try to push it over. But mm-hmm. the the room on the other side is just big enough for the door to fit. Mm-hmm. It's not big enough for it to fall right. over. Um, and these doors existed at every level Holy of the city balls. to stave off would-be attackers from further advancing in the city. So if they made it past the first door, they could they could evacuate. We got to door down. one, everybody. Go, the, go, go. Yeah, like ah, oh, fuck, not another one. That's what I thought was so interesting <laughs> about this was just like how 
perceptive the people in the city were to like what they would need to do because it's there's even more to it than just being able to block the doors after door after door (laughs) yeah so this would just seal the city off and they could just live in there this wasn't the only um means of defense that this ancient city had either so if the stone doors were breached the invaders would then be forced to enter extremely narrow hallways that would require them to crawl single file through them so this would obviously do that with like weapons yeah like that and armor and like yep huge shield on your back yeah this would obviously increase the chance of the fleeing townsfolk to make it further into the fortification. So let's talk about some of the features within this impressive lost city. So first off, they had extremely elaborate ventilation systems with long shafts for adequate ventilation, hundreds of them all throughout the city, just tons of them. So like if a would-be invading force found one to the surface, there were 50 other ones that they would have to try to seal. Like there was just no... Wow. And they were hidden. They were all hidden. Um, That's awesome. There was also an underground river that they used for water and a an, uh, primitive irrigation system for transporting Yo, the water dude. throughout the structure. People who think that like ancient civilizations were fucking dumb. Yeah. They're fucking dumb. The city <laughs> had residences, churches, schools, stables, and food stores and wine cellars, you know, if the invasion went on too long and you got bored. You needed to get a, a little drinky drink. Not only all of this, but it had locations to temporarily house the dead until it was safe to return the surface for burial rites to be conducted. Necropolis, I'd love it. Um, there were also over a hundred unique entrances to Dereniku, Dernikuyu, um, that are hidden behind bushes inside walls in courtyards all over this area within surface dwellings so basically if an invading force came through or was coming through every household had a way to get into the city i'm sure you're gonna tell me but i'm like was it used were there people oh yeah all the time all the time there were points in time where the city the underground where darren kuyu was used and the surface wasn't Just because it was more convenient and safer for them to be in there. Um, Like I said, the access points were blocked by large circular stone doors up to five feet in diameter and weighing up to 1,100 pounds. Also notable was the, and this was one of the things that I was like, and then like they're just protection getting even further. So they had a giant well that serviced openings. So there were basically four wells um, of varying depths that I can find that all go down into this underground river. And all of these wells would, there were ways to service the lower entrances first. And so every entrance also had a way to stop the well at that Ooh. level. So if the invading forces came in the top three levels and tried to use the well because they needed water, the bottom six levels could just seal it at level go, six fuck y'all. and it wouldn't go further and mm. then if they lost level six they could seal it again at level five and it wouldn't go further um and when residents fled underground business continued as usual commercial spaces included communal meeting areas dining rooms grocers religious places of worship and even shopping Did you, you okay that? 
It sounded like a cat meowing almost, but that's all I heard. Something. Oh, yeah, I can't hear that. Okay, good. Um, Arsenal's stored weapon caches, while hidden escape routes offered residents a last chance for getaway. Also, though it's unusable unusable now um, due to a cave-in, there was also, on the third level of the city, a three-mile tunnel that connected it to another underground city in a neighboring town. Um, Let's see. So, I kind of mentioned that. So, it's thought that Dereniku was started by the Fringians, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. an Indo-European people, but there's not actually anything official on who built it. That's it's kind just of how sort it was of with... like a thing that has existed. Um, it was also used to varying degrees throughout its long lifetime. Sometimes it was fully occupied by people and used as the primary city. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it was just used for cold storage. Um, also, I thought it was interesting. This area of the world seemed to have just the perfect storm to have underground cities built. Um, and that an underground city of this depth, maybe in modern times, would be possible, but in ancient times, highly unlike. This is an incredible anomaly, and what they think caused it is because there was a volcano that erupted a long time before anybody occupied this area, and covered central Turkey in a layer of ash that compacted down into a special kind of rock called, like, tuff. And that it provided the structure needed for the city to be carved while also not being impossible to carve through. So it was that like perfect mixture of able to be broken up, but also super stable to retain structure. Um, A small area of the city was even used up until 1923 to keep people safe from political turmoil and as a refuge for people to escape. I like that. Um, It was basically, yeah, used through like World War One as a means to protect um, people in the area. And then it was more or less, more or less lost to time until 1963. But of course, I wouldn't just be talking about this marvel of the ancient world because it's cool. Oh no, there's a lot of theories going on here. Especially... Especially because there's that whole, like, no one really knows who made it thing. So, of course, (gasps) there's a theory that this could not be made by people alone and that aliens helped. Um, There are also numerous reports of footsteps echoing throughout the structure, even when there aren't people in those areas. Uh, Some tours have reported seeing strange shapes and shadows in areas that don't make sense um, or that people aren't currently occupying. Some of these reports have also evidently even been photographed or recorded on video. Also super eerily, one of the original archaeologists who started the explorations reportedly got separated from the rest of the party they were in and lost for a number of hours in the ancient city. When they found their way back, their friends reported that they were never quite the same again. They also wouldn't talk about what they saw or experienced in the time that they were separated from the group. Uh, suffice to say, if you are a believer in the supernatural, there's hardly any way to think that this loca- a location this old with this much history and potential turmoil isn't haunted in some capacity. Um, there's also a belief in the area that it may have been created as a deal with a djinn or a way Ooh. to avoid the wrath of one by hiding better, underground. <laughs> no matter what, though, it's a fascinating piece of Turkish history 
and far beyond uh well, let me try that again. <laughs> Evidently, my brain did not want to finish that sentence. No matter what, though, it's a fascinating piece of Turkish history and far beyond. Also, if you want to tour it, or part the part that's been explored and is open to the public for about $7 USD, or they also do guided tours at a higher rate. This seems like a must-go place if you're the adventurous type looking for a cool ruin that's probably not oversaturated to explore after COVID. Please don't go to mine, though. Yeah, don't go to the death hole. <laughs> don't go to the hell gate, please. <laughs> Disclaimer. Hey, now, don't go to the death gate. <laughs> you might die if you go there. That's right. But yeah, I was just, the more I was researching into it, the more I was just like, oh, shit, this is cool. Oh, shit, this is cool. How did they survive? Oh, like they whole Ooh. they whole ass farmed underground, like, and they said that the That's... um when they first went back into the city in like the late sixties, mm-hmm. um that like there's the walls are still marked from like the ash from the torches and wow. stuff, and just the the idea that everyone it's almost like to to make a weird comparison but apt, like it's almost like a like a meerkat village. Like, you've got people who are, like, watching, ready to call yep. everybody underground <laughs> if they need to, to be protected. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so interesting to me that they were able, and I, I'm so, I would love to know, I couldn't find it because there's not a lot of history about, like, the why or the who. So yeah. it's kind of impossible to know, like, how long it took them to excavate this. And so they're theorizing that it could be further down like they could have gone further down than we can find because it's caved in over so long Mm -hmm. that it's just like you know the fact that eight levels of this are still standing structure that's safe enough for people to go in on tours is incredible you know i'd fucking love underground (laughs) it reminds me of that underground bunker house the like one from the 60s oh man i was just looking at bunker houses the other day i would live in a fucking missile silo underground, I would. I'd <laughs> renovate it. I've been watching a lot of renovation videos. I can do it. I watched a guy just buy a fucking industrial house that used to be a florist shop. Or industrial building that used to be a florist shop on one side. And a, and a goddamn auto shop on the other side. I could do it. He can do it, I could do it. I took set building classes. It's the same thing, right? Oh, man. Well, thanks for joining us today as we explore the weird wonders of, not Russia, did I? Turkey. I I that. <laughs> oh, thanks for joining us today as we explored the strange and unusual of Turkey. Next week, we'll be venturing off to Libya. We hope that you will reach out to us with your own experiences. We want your stories, your questions, and your feedback. Send us an email at strangeunusualpodcast at gmail.com. If you are sending a story, we just ask that you put listener story in the subject line so we can sort through those a little more easily. Have you ever lived in an underground city? Have you ever been to Have you ever been to the Hellmouth? Hellmouth? Sunnydale, California. <laughs> I want to know. You can also find us on Instagram at strange underscore unusual underscore podcasts or our personal accounts, Roy Rampage and Calamity Casey, where we post the weird shit in our personal lives. You can find us on Twitter at underscore strange unusual at Calamity Casey and at Roy Rampage. 
We're on Facebook. Just search for The Strange and Unusual Podcast. We are also both now streaming, and you can check us out at twitch.tv slash calamitycasey and twitch.tv slash royarampage. If you'd like to support us, you can join us over on patreon.com slash strangeunusual. Uh, we post some bonus episodes. We will frequently have polls for our fives episodes, um, where we go, who we talk about. There are various tiers, one of which will allow access to our Discord at the lowest, and the highest will let you decide what we talk about, where we go, or give us a case to cover specifically. Um, so if you are interested in any of that, you can head on over to patreon.com slash strangeunusual. However, we understand right now with everything going on in the world, and hopefully it's maybe getting a little bit better, um, but that, you know, you might not be in a position to financially support us, and we totally understand that. So instead, if you could, we'd really appreciate it if you like, shared, reviewed, uh, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. It really does help yeah. us out a lot. Ancient aliens that build underground cities in Turkey. <laughs> Super it's casual. Super oh my god, what was that? I'm, Rocky Horror. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, what was that? What? That Tim Curry Rocky Horror picture show. Do you like it? How do you do I? <laughs> See you on that guy. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. Oh no, I hit record again. And-